Pittsburgh Steeler fans. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It is another episode of the Steelers Fix, brought to you, as always, by BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and coming to you again at noon on a Tuesday, the best day of the week for Steelers fans, wanting some fantasy advice and two friendly voices that you all recognize and are ready to listen to the melodious sounds of again. It is Jeremy Betts here with you, joined as always by Andrew Wilbar. Andrew, let's hear your melodious voice. Well, I appreciate the nice compliment. Um, I My voice does not feel the most melodious on the inside. It's been a long week. Traveled out of state, took our teenagers to a youth conference in Indiana. I had a lot of fun, but it was a long week, so I'm excited to be back home. Sounds like it. Dude, I didn't think... Uh... Michiganites left Michigan. You know, I thought that they just kind of hung out there all right. the time and it was kind of like their own little country and thing, something like well, that. Well, we have so. those that are over 60. They all go to Florida because they can't, they aren't real Michiganders that can actually take a cold Michigan winter. Ah. Um, and then the rest of us, we generally stay inside the state, but every now and then we'll take little vacays in different places. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing Ohio, central Ohio is probably off limits for most of you guys, but um, most. Not Most. all. I do know a few that are uh, that dare to venture backsliders, for lack of a better term. Okay, yeah, uh, maybe daring. How about that? They're like, yeah, the, there we go, there we go. They're the daredevils of of uh, um. No. How about that? No. <laughs> hey, we're not here to talk about Michigan. We're not here to talk about melodious voices. We're here to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I got to tell you, Andrew, it's been a dry week for news, right? I mean, we've got. We got the Acrisure stuff that's still going on. I guess they took some pictures at the stadium. They put up a sign at Acrisure Stadium that says Acrisure Stadium now. I don't know if I can. It's so hard to do it, man. I'm going to have to do it. I'm down to do it eventually. Call it Acrisure Stadium on a regular basis. But right now it still just rolls off the tongue as Heinz Field. I know. I'm thinking – if the season goes bad, are people who are going to start saying like, I cry, sure, stadium? I mean, like, you're guaranteed to cry? I, um, I cry, sure. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to mess up Heinz Field. At least you can always look and find that ketchup bottle. just like that sense of home or something. I mean, I don't even – I don't use ketchup. I don't use any condiments. I eat ketchup. What? But, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it's just part of the Steelers now. It's like, can't believe that it's actually going. Yeah, you know, I can't even focus on anything you said except for you don't use condiments. What kind of animal plain, are you? <laughs> plain, plain everything. Plain everything. Oh my goodness! I yes. so cheeseburger to you is cheese and beef, I guess, huh? It is hamburger, meat, oh. and bun. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Unless oh, okay, wow. not American cheese. If there is cheddar cheese or hey. like Colby Jack, something like that, but I will not eat American cheese. You don't eat the thing that's one molecule away from plastic, I guess. It's yeah, got to be the real yeah. stuff straight from the cow yeah. dairy type. Okay. Hey, Kraft Heinz company. Right. Um, you know what? Uh, it's uh, been the roller coaster for sure. In that regard, we won't delve into that too deep. We all feel the same way. Most of us anyway, did talk with Chris Pugh on the uh, Steelers Q and a on Sunday night. And uh, he seems to be okay with it a little bit more than the rest of us. So I don't know how, what that really makes him, but uh, no, it was a fun conversation we had. We're recording this on Sunday night as well. And Sunday was a very special person's birthday for Steelers fans. Man, we all love to hate and hate to love. It is happy birthday to Mason Rudolph. Mason, I hope you enjoyed your birthday. Um, we wish you all the best. 
in Steelers training camp. Um, but Andrew, I think you and I really believe that this is a two horse race going into the season and the Steelers might be hoping for a good showing out of Mason Rudolph just for trade value. What do you think about that? I think you're going to have to hope that he has a good preseason, maybe a little bit of a, get a little hype train going, you know, Rudolph the red zone QB or something like hey. that and get some swagger, you know, Gardner Minshew. I was never a huge fan of Gardner Minshew, but everybody in the league seemed to have some interest in him just because yeah. of the swagger that he brought. Maybe we can create this Mason Rudolph swagger on Mason Rudolph's birthday, you know, put something out on Twitter, even though it'll be a couple days late now that you're hearing this, but um, wish Mason a happy birthday. Um, tell him that he's going to throw for five, thousand yards this year and yeah get him pumped up. break all the patrick mahomes's passing records <laughs> everything like that you know that will i'm sure that will up his trade value if you if any of the nfl general managers watch twitter at all right i know you posed the question uh from the btsc account what is mason rudolph worth in a in a trade you know what i think that's up to him right this this uh preseason i think that the steelers probably go into it with mostly it's Hey, Mason, if you play well, you got a shot at this. But really, it's like, Mason, if you play well, we'll hook you up somewhere else where you can play potentially. And uh, we'll just take some value in return, maybe pick up another stud wide receiver with our fourth or fifth round pick that we get for you. You know, that's the kind of deal. And I think the Steelers should look at as we go through into training camp. But that's not to say, Mason Rudolph, we don't wish you all the best. He is a Steelers draft pick after all, and we should be rooting for the guy. I think we forget that sometimes as Steelers fans. Andrew, I, I do want to transition to a real, a real true topic here, um, especially for you. It sounds like uh, you have a soapbox you need to get on. You have a, a hype train you need to get on for a specific Steelers wide receiver that nobody, and I mean nobody, is talking about who you got. Why in the world is Steven Sims not getting any love by anybody? I mean, I know that his stats are limited during his time in the NFL, but when Washington, when he was given a chance to start, when Washington had several injuries uh, two years ago, um, it, it, I believe it was 2020, then you had actually it was 2019 the first year that he really had an mm -hmm. opportunity to start it was when cam sims it was before cam sims came on the scene he was the sims that the steelers knew about with washington right. at the time you know because he was the one that went off on that tuesday night game the steelers <laughs> played right but steven sims was the one beforehand in the season previous that was the one who was really emerging as that good young receiver he had started to develop chemistry with the quarterbacks there um what year did kirk cousins by the way what year was he even trade was that 2018 i believe so uh 2018 so this would have been right after that so it would have been with alex smith it would have been with the first quarterback that he had worked with and he had started to <coughs> build up a chemistry i believe it was because i know there was a quarterback injury they mm -hmm. had and everything kind of changed after that yes but the quarterback that was playing originally in that 2019 season or yeah it would have been 2019 you know, he started to develop a chemistry with Sims. And since then, he's just kind of bounced around, not really been able to get anywhere. But if you go back to his college tape, I was able to pull up his college stats. He was one of the most consistent receivers in football. There are not very many receivers that with a minimum of 30 receptions in a season to go all four years in college with at least 10 yards per reception. Wow. Freshman yeah. year, 30 receptions, 349 yards, only two touchdowns. But he started to develop a little bit more of a chemistry. Of course, at that time, they had Puka Williams. They had some other speed gadget guys as mm -hmm. well. But based on his 
size and his play style, he is one of the most underrated route runners you'll find. Maybe not quite as good of hands as Antonio Brown, but in every other aspect, 5'10", 176 pounds. He's a little bit heavier than that now. Great route runner, separates late in the route, has good burst out of the, especially when you play out of the slot, he's really good burst, um, really good against press, surprisingly for a small receiver. But Every single year in college, he just improved. His stats were a little bit lower the final year because quarterback play at Kansas was horrible his <laughs> senior year. I believe they went three and nine that year. It was just, it was, it was bad across the board. Uh, but he was one of the most consistent guys in college and he always separated. If I feel if he would have been at a power, well, if you want to call Kansas a power five program, whatever, but if basketball, you wanted, if, power five, basketball, yeah, basketball, program. power five, <laughs> this, you know, right. uh, you know, move them to a, well, now the Big 12 is pretty much becoming a non-Power 5 yeah. conference. Um, but <laughs> we can get to that a different day. But Kansas, if he would have was an SEC team, say like LSU, hmm. or a team that has developed a lot of receivers over the past few years, if you put his tape next to a guy, say, even in the own, even in the same draft in the series, another guy I'm high on, Anthony Miller, was in that same draft class, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, no, Steven Sims was a year later. He was 2019, but if you put him up there, it's Anthony Miller who played at Memphis had Riley Patterson, um, at quarterback had, um, consistent, uh, quarterback play. His stats were much better, but really if he was there, I think Steven Sims could have had similar stats. Hmm. You look at Justin Jefferson, he's a little bit bigger, um, and a little bit more experienced. I'm not saying he quite go to the level of Justin Jefferson, but he is, it wasn't like his numbers were incredibly wowing up until his final year when he had sure. Joe Burrow as his quarterback. Right. Um, Steven Sims could have had those same set, same stats that Justin Jefferson had. And I'm not going to say they're always going to translate, but there is nothing that Steven Sims has done in the NFL to prove that he isn't capable of being a starting wide receiver, not just the team, a guy that can make the roster, but in the small opportunities he's had, he's taken advantage of them. He's only had a couple chances to start, but when he did, I know he's had a, the one receiving touchdown because I think somebody else in like some deep fantasy league picked him up against me or something. And he ended up having him in his lineup and having him. Yeah, you me. would you would um, track that. <laughs> yes, I would yeah. track that, especially when it's against me. Right. Um, just like you know, I'm I'm not going to track Malik Willis quite to that extent. He'll, he'll oh, be sure. Yeah, we'll we'll believe that when we but, see it, Steeler Nation. <laughs> um, why is Steven Sims not given a fair chance? Mm. I know the Steelers have a lot of depth. But mm-hmm. if the Steelers are in a situation where you can get a second-round pick for Deontay Johnson, trade him. You have Anthony Miller, who can be a poor man's DJ in the slot. You have Steven Sims, who could emerge if given that chance. And I will <laughs> say this, if given the opportunity, he has the ceiling of Antonio Brown. Whoa. Based on sheer talent, he has <laughs> the athleticism, he has the talent of Antonio Brown. Remember, Antonio Brown was a sixth-round pick who ran a 4-5-7 in the 40. Mm-hmm. He, te- he played better than what he tested, and he had yep. more talent than what his numbers may indicate. He was faster than 4-5-7 when you saw him on the field. He was one of the most right. explosive receivers in football. And when you watch Steven Sims, he is quick, super quick, um, and he has decent speed down the field as well. I think he didn't. He wasn't invited to the combine, but I believe if he was, he would have run a faster 40 than AB. Um, and just across the board, if given the opportunity – he can prove that he has the ceiling. He may not achieve it, but he has the ceiling to be the next Antonio Brown. Wow. Man, that is quite the soapbox hot take central here on the Steelers Fix brought to you by Andrew Wilbar. It's always hot up in the take room for Andrew Wilbar here. So, wow, I love it. I love it. I love passion behind a player. You know, I think sometimes we – we drop the fan hat 
of players sometimes. And, uh, you know, yes, we're Steelers fans. Obviously, we want the Steelers to have the most success, but there's nothing wrong with liking a player. There's nothing wrong with being a Patrick Mahomes fan, Andrew. You know, I, I think that fantasy football has contributed to that a lot. Sure. You see a lot of the football fans that are coming up. You ask them on the street, oh, which team do you root for? He's like, oh, I don't have a team. I just root for players. You know, I play sure. fantasy, stuff like that, which I mean, I prefer. I'm glad I have a team to root for that. And I'm always going to be Steelers versus I'm going to be Steelers over fantasy. Sure. If the other guy has a Steelers player, I want him to do well, regardless of whether I win or lose in fantasy. And I'm glad it's that way. But I think the fact that a lot of us have our own players we like, I think fantasy football has contributed to that as we develop kind of a passion for the players that we've rooted for, especially if we have them on our team for multiple years. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, um, you know, Steven Sims to me is a guy that you're right. He just, some guys are given those opportunities, take advantage maybe quicker are given more leeway to develop, you know, and, uh, Usually that has to do with draft pedigree. That has to do with, um, you know, where you came from, uh, the type of offense that you played in, what you've done prior to that in your previous NFL stops. But some of these guys get longer leashes and have less talent than a guy like Steven Sims, who gets a very short leash uh, despite his obvious talent. So I agree with you there. Can he be an Antonio Brown? I don't know about that. That's uh, Antonio Brown to me is a generational type talent. Um, when you combine his work ethic with his actual skill on the field and, you know, he came out totally flew under the radar. He's the wide receiver uh, equivalent, if you will, as far as under the radar and the draft process became a superstar of Tom Brady. Now Tom Brady's un unmatchable as far as career longevity and, and career accomplishments in that regard. But when you talk about where they came from, that's the kind of thought process you're going with there. So I like it, Andrew. I always like hearing a good hot take and the Steelers fix will keep bringing those to you. Absolutely. Andrew, the title of this episode is fantasy headlines from the future. I wish we had some cool futuristic music to play right now, but fantasy headlines from the future. We're going to dive into that here after this short break. We're going to hop in our time machines here real quick head off to somewhere in the uh, between of 2022 and 2023. And we're going to give you some fantasy headlines from the future. When we come back after this short break, don't go anywhere. Stealing it. Welcome back to the Steelers fix. Andrew and I have taken a bumpy ride through time itself to the future. And we are back. Andrew, I'm still sweating, man. That was crazy. I think I got lost somewhere in uh, like January or February of next year. I couldn't quite tell. Um, you know, it was kind of crazy, but uh, hey, we're back. I don't know how your trip was, but man, I learned some things. And I'm excited to hear what you've learned as well. How was your trip through time? Well, I was I was happy with the Steelers season. Um, got a little bit of a headache come January, but you know, um, you know that that happens. Uh, so it was it was 
it was an interest. It's interesting to look back, but I've, I've, I'm a little bit worried right now. I'm starting to panic because I haven't even come out with my first mock draft and we're only a few weeks away from the draft. Well, you know, I wouldn't panic because I mean, you've seen that you get it done, right? I mean, that's just part of the equation. You no, know, Sometimes I like to have more time to break things down and stuff like that. Just mm. going boom, 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 boom. Like we did. It's like, it's hard to process all that. And just, it feels like it was just a couple minutes ago that we were talking on the Steelers fix on July 17th of 2022 and getting yeah. ready for the show on the 19th. Right. I mean, it's just, it's been an incredible ride. We're happy to be back though. And uh, we won't give away everything that we saw, right? We can't do that. That just oh, yeah. wouldn't be yeah. fair to everybody. Um, we don't want, we, we want to make sure the Steelers still sell tickets at Akershire stadium. Akershire stadium. Exactly. Hey, some cool things happening at Akershire stadium in the future. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't tell you whether the ketchup bottles remained at the stadium or not. No, we can't do that. You got to, got to buy your ticket and go see. Yeah, absolutely. Top secret. All right, Andrew, what did you see in the future? What, what newspaper did you pick up? What website did you pull up and see some fantasy football headlines from the future? Give us one here. I picked up the Kansas City Chronicle, and it said on the front page of the sports section, Chiefs flying high with sky. Woo. I I believe that a lot of people are down on Patrick Mahomes in fantasy this year, and I really – I can understand the fact that Tyreek Hill is gone. They had a special chemistry. But the addition specifically of Sky Moore, but they also added Juju and MBS, who's going to – MBS is going to help replace that speed element uh, that they lost with uh, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You have Juju over the middle. Plus, they still have Travis Kelsey, a good offensive line, a couple decent running backs. They have the pieces. Uh, I really – I don't know why Patrick Mahomes is so low. I mean, some drafts he's fallen, you know, the, maybe the fourth or fifth quarterback off the board. I just, I just don't see that. I can see Josh Allen, but really mm-hmm. after that, I don't see anybody that should be going ahead – of Patrick Mahomes. He's my QB one, but um, right there neck and neck with Josh Allen. Um, Sky Moore though. Uh, I expect a big season for him. He just, it seems like a perfect fit in Kansas city with Andy Reid's offense. They can move him inside, outside. They're going to move him all around the field. Um, and just his route running and his ability to separate, I think is going to be big for Patrick Mahomes. who likes to make those last minute decisions, kind of no look passes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think that's going to work well with Sky Moore. He can separate and remain open. I love Sky Moore. It was very, very interesting to see uh, on the opposite side of his rookie season how just how incredible a player he was. And so thank you for bringing that to our attention. Absolutely intriguing. I've got a wide receiver that I caught the headline of as well. Super Bowl champion defenders, the L.A. Rams, the L.A. Times had a very interesting headline here. Says Alan. Wait, are Rob- you saying are you are you saying that they repeated again in 2023? No, 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 no. I'm saying the defending okay, chance okay. from 2021. Okay, just making sure we're not. No spoiling way. Anything. No, I'm sorry. I wouldn't do that anyway. But yeah, just to clarify, okay. not two-time defending champions. I, you know, maybe they are. Maybe they're not. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna delve too deep into that. But the 2021 Super Bowl champions have a headline, and it's from a wide receiver that they picked up this offseason. Allen Robinson returns to wide receiver two status. Doesn't need to be catchy. Doesn't need to be crazy. Wide receiver two status. And that's overall, a wide receiver two overall, okay? Top end of that, though. And this is what what the author had to say. With Cooper Cup drawing the attention of defenses, 
A lights out Matthew Stafford in his second year in LA helps revive Robinson's career, landing the embattled wide receiver, a top 20 fantasy finish. Allen Robinson's ADP is nowhere near top 20 wide receiver right now. And I'll tell you what, he's a guy that you can get extreme value on. And it's totally true. The Rams, Cooper Cup's going to be in the, in the target. He's going to be the right under the, the microscope for every defense that they play against. He's going to get the Antonio Brown double team treatment. And it didn't matter last year. He was able to break it as teams figured out that he was the guy. But he did kind of slow down a little bit at the end of the season as opposed to his toward pace in the earlier portion. And that had to do with teams rolling coverages over. And uh, they're going to do that again this year to Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson's coming off of a less than stellar 2021 campaign. We can agree on that. Allen Robinson feasting on number two and number three corners with no safety help over the top in L.A. Turns to a top 20 finish. That's quite the headline from the future. Andrew, you got another one for us? I do. And, you know, in Chicago, see, I, I go to college. That's not too far from Chicago, um, about 40, 45 minutes away. And, you know, that they are very bold in their, in the way that they present their literature. So when, you know, a player breaks out, you know, they're just like, you know, they're just saying, you know, come right at this guy. You know, they, they didn't give Mitch Trubisky any grace, but it works the other way too. When, uh, they have a player that they think is unstoppable. They're going to brag about him. Uh, so, you know, I picked up this paper in Chicago that says, come at me, bro. Um, I really think that Cole Komet is going bro. to have a big 2022 season. Yes, when you look at the options that Chicago has at wide receiver, it's very slim. You have, I believe, did they ask somebody from Kansas City? Was it Byron Pringle or was it Demarcus Robinson? They added one of those two. I keep yeah, forgetting. I can't which remember which one, one. either. But they added one they of did. the Kansas City receivers. I want to say it's Pringle, but I'm not positive. And they just um, added Nikhil Harry this last week, too. From the they Patriots added Nikhil trade, Harry. Yeah. So we'll see if he can maybe revive his career. Um, revive it. Darnell Mooney. <laughs> he never <What>? started. <laughs> I was like, yeah. revive it. He never started, man. <laughs> That's. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I funny thing, I was actually at the scouting combine when he did his workout. Ooh. And I remember Rich Eisen talking on the broadcast, like, you know, a lot of scouts believe, you know, he's gonna run a four seven, something like that, and stuff. It's just like, well, that's one of those things you have to ignore because he has such good hands, he wins the contested catches, stuff like that. You just have to ignore it. Then he goes out and runs like a four five three, something like yeah. that. I'm like, Well, this isn't bad. Because in college, I mean, he was an acrobatic catch yeah. monster. Um, I wrote so an, maybe I wrote yeah. an article uh for behind the steel curtain as like a fan post back then before I was actually working for, um, for the website. And I said, the title of it was like Nikhil Harry needs to be the Steelers first round pick. <laughs> and, uh, I'm so glad that that was before my time as an actual contributor to the site, because that was one of my worst takes ever. I think if, if you <laughs> look back on it, but going back to your guy, Cole Komet, what do you see for Cole Komet this year? You know, I, I, with Darnell Mooney, he's only going to be getting – there are only so many targets that can be delegated to him, especially since he's undersized receiver. Um, I just – across from – who's playing across from Bayless Jones, the rookie? He is 25 years old, but, um, you know, nothing is proven in that wide receiver room. And when you look at Cole Komet, the best friend to a young quarterback yes. who doesn't have a lot of weapons is a solid tight end. A and Cole Komet last year, he had nearly 600 receiving yards – but he had zero touchdowns, mm. 
zero touchdowns. He's going to get positive is, regression this year. Sounds like you've got to think if he can even keep that the same and just add six or seven touchdowns, you're talking top 12 tight end already. And that's if we don't see any uptick in yards or, you know, any huge outbreak in touchdowns The Luke Getzey, who's the offensive coordinator that is coming in, uh, who is under Matt LaFleur, who had ties to Tennessee, who liked using tight ends. You go back to, I mean, Tennessee, they didn't always have the greatest tight ends, but they always found guys for whether it be Johnu Smith, they had Delaney Walker for many years. Um, he comes from that same line that likes under center, pound the running game, which I think Chicago is going to do a lot of. And then you have um, you have a solid tight end play. And I think Cole Komet, even Luke Getzey, I believe he was one who was asked. He believes that Cole Komet um, could be one of the best tight ends he's ever worked with. Um, you know, he's showing more potential really than any guy that he's ever had. He's having a good offseason so far. And I think uh, just based on how thin the tight end position is, just wait on it. Instead of grabbing Mark Andrews in the second round, wait until the 15th, 16th, and 17th rounds and draft a Cameron Brait, who could be the tight end one without Gronk there, sure. draft Cole Komet, and then either draft like a Logan Thomas, if he's still on the board, um, who's, you know, Carson Wentz likes throwing to tight ends, or maybe take a chance on a Taysom Hill, hoping that he will have a chance to play at quarterback and use, can use him in the tight end spot. Absolutely. I love that one. Cole Komet. He's a guy to keep on your radar, that's for sure. All right. Another headline I saw came actually out of Nashville, out of Nashville, Tennessee. And it says, it read this. It was crazy, man. I couldn't believe I, I was reading this, but it said, is Derrick Henry still the king? Is Derrick Henry still the king? It says, it happens to the best of us. See Ben Roethlisberger. But <clears throat> so, so far, uh, not the worst of us see tom brady uh but it's time to ask the question has the march of father time and a historic workload finally caught up to king henry man alive i'm seeing i'm seeing some warning signs out of this and i didn't get to see too much of this article but is derrick henry still a running back one in 2022 does he finish this season as less than that if so man alive that's going to be something to keep an eye on that could that could ruin some fantasy seasons if that's a guy you're relying on especially standard leagues where i think he gets quite a boost as a as a uh top tier running back so somebody to keep an eye on for sure all right andrew did you have another headline from the future for us i do and i thought of a couple but my the one that i am choosing is a paper i picked up when i was in cincinnati and like the Pittsburgh dad said back in 2017, outside the chili with some cinnamon in it, not much there. Not much. Um, worth seeing. Uh, so, but I did see this in an intriguing paper headline. I picked it up, didn't read it. I just burned the paper. Uh-huh. Um, mixing matching the top running backs, using a little play on words there. Mixing, mix not mixing matching, but mixing matching the top running backs. And I Ooh. got to thinking. They did make some more additions on the offensive line. They did. Perhaps Jackson Carmen takes that next step. If they're going to keep him at guard, maybe he um, takes that next step and that offensive line just begins to gel. I mean, we already saw him have kind of a breakout year last year. Um, he had been around, but he finally got over that hump, became a true elite runner last year in fantasy football. I mean, he's going as high as, you know, fifth pick in fantasy mm-hmm. drafts. He's matching the top guys. You got to imagine that he's not going to be a bust this year. I like mixing this year. Mm-hmm. I think, man, a lot, a lot of 
mock drafts I'm getting him in the second round after I've already gotten a guy like Christian McCaffrey or even Najee Harris. And that's a good one-two punch, I think. Man, I wish I NFL.com's rankings were like that. They have Joe Mixon <laughs> fifth overall. So even if oh man, yeah, there, there's I have no chance of getting him at nine unless sure a miracle he is happens. he is given a boost uh, if you do like a standard uh, mock on ESPN. Yep. But I do a lot of PPR mocks because that's what I do most of the time. And he's down the list a little bit further. He's down behind some of these wide receivers that aren't given as good of uh, of an ad an ADP when you're talking standard leagues. But yeah, I like that. I mean. I could definitely see that happening. Sounds like you did see a headline about that, so I'm not going to argue with it. Um, I've got another headline. Man alive, this one, this one's out of Big D, Dallas. Oh, not Detroit? No, no, not that D. That's a little D. Uh, Big Old D. D. <laughs> That's right. Old English D. Uh, Big D, Dallas. This headline was funky, man. It was, it was fun. It says, Jerry had a little lamb whose feet were quite a show. Jerry had a little lamb whose feet were quite a show. The Cowboys boast a long line of top-level wide receivers, and it appears they have found the successor to the Michael Irvins and Terrell Owens of yesteryear. CeeDee Lamb was far from an innocent creature in 2022, leaping to the top of the food chain as a top-five fantasy wide receiver. Wow. That's big stuff. No Amari Cooper. It looks like Dalton Schultz. Maybe. <laughs> he might try to hold out. We'll see. Dalton Schultz is going to be the number two guy there, maybe. Michael Gallup coming off an injury. They drafted Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert, right? He's going to have a role in this offense. But other than that, man, it's CeeDee Lamb. He's going to get all the targets in Dallas. I trust Dak Prescott to have a really good year. And, man, I can see it happening. I, I believe it. I believe this headline. They're not trying to fake me out up there. Jerry had a little lamb whose feats were quite a show. What do you think about, about uh, CeeDee Lamb this year? I think we both kind of agree he's going to be good. Yeah, I agree completely. I'm just a little bit concerned about Dallas fans. If they come so far educationally down, <laughs> to where they're down to the level of reading children's fairy tales and mm. nursery rhymes and children's songs, which I mean, nothing wrong with children's songs, but hey, they got to have something with a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. Past 20 years have not been exactly what they wanted. So maybe yeah. they're trying to go back in time, trying to bring back reminiscence of fans mm. childhoods and maybe bring out the inner energy in. Yeah their fan base as it is at times lacking or it's energetic, but uh, right. in the wrong way. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was interesting. This headline did appear after another headline. I don't know if I should share it, but uh, I might, it said uh, something about the Cowboys playing multiple games in January, multiple games in January. I don't know. We'll, we'll skip on over that. I don't know. We'll I, I, I'm starting to question that CD Lamb headline. Now. Oh yeah. Oh man. I, I think it's, I think it's legit. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. So we've, we've gone around the NFL a little bit here, but I think we need to come back home to Pittsburgh for some of our, some of our um, exploits in the future. So we did that. Andrew, what did you see as a headline from the future in Pittsburgh? Well, it was a question that was posed by the Pittsburgh post-gazette on oh. February 27th. 
2022. So this is a couple weeks old now. And it's asking a question in the fantasy section of the paper. It's asking, is Pat Fryermuth the fantasy tight end one for 2023? What? So that's interesting. And I'm, I'm assumed that that means that he probably had a better season than Mark Andrews, Mm. who I believe could have a phenomenal year this year in fantasy football, just based on sheer volume that he's going to get. Because outside of Rashad Bateman, there's nobody at receiver. And really, Bateman hasn't even proven anything yet. So this is intriguing. If he could be in the conversation for tight end one, you're talking is close to a 1,000-yard season maybe? Striking. You're talking 10 touchdowns? I got to imagine he's broken the Steelers tight end touchdown record. I'm thinking, you know, are we talking 1,010-75 stat line? 75 receptions, 80 receptions. I mean, it, it's I don't know. Maybe Claypool doesn't work. Maybe the Steelers trade Deontay Johnson. Fryermuth gains that volume. Mm, I don't know. That's an intriguing headline. And, you know, the Post-Gazette's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty solid in their reporting. So I think I'm inclined to believe it. I got a hold of the Tribune up there in Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting our sources from different areas. We didn't want to cross up with each other in the future, you know, when we oh, were yeah. up there doing stuff. And and uh you know and and searching for these headlines and the more sources uh, the more perspective right that's true and uh this one was just like right there in your face and i couldn't believe it mitch trubisky finishes as a top 12 fantasy quarterback i told y'all you knew it man that's what i saw it says some thought he was done after chicago some thought he'd be replaced mid-season by a rookie but mitch trubisky has defied the seemingly inevitable and led a resurgent Steelers passing game to new heights, riding an ultra-talented receiving core and rare dual-threat ability to a quarterback one finish. Quarterback one finish, a top-12 quarterback in fantasy football in 2022. Do you believe that? Oh, I believe heartedly. That's didn't a- even have any... That, I mean, it wasn't, you know, some clickbait there. Like Jerry had a little yeah, stuff. Yeah. This was just straight up. I believe the Tribune. I think I may have to move away from the Gazette. Um, yeah. Frymouth tight end one's a little bit far-fetched for me, but top 12 quarterback for Trubisky. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, we were undrafted, about, you know, right? Undrafted in most fantasy leagues. A lot unless of leagues. QB2. Yeah. Uh, unless I it's think a super flex. Just, if the Steelers allow Trubisky to use his legs, I think yep. his floor is top 20, which is good enough to hold on as a backup. And if you're in a super flex league, I think he's a guy you is kind of a must grab in the later mm. rounds um, just for a guy, just based on his floor and then ceiling. We've seen what the potential that he has, yep. um, especially 2018 specifically, he led the Chicago to what 12 and four. Yeah. Um, absolutely. It was something like that, 11, five, 12 and four. I mean, we know that he can lead a team to winning games and as we talked before, if not for double doink, the mm. Bears could have gone as far as the Super Bowl that year. I don't think anyone would have been surprised. Their defense I mean, was something else, and they were very systematic and efficient on offense. The running game was really good that year, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was, and that was what I expected when Matt Nagy took the reins as the head coach. Yeah, And they decided to change some things up when something didn't work immediately. There were times when they stuck to their plan too long. Yes. There were other times when they moved away from their plan too soon. They weren't mm-hmm. fluid anywhere. And that was the big mistake Matt Nagy made as head coach. He wasn't 
rooted enough in what his philosophy was long term. He's mm. a great offensive mind. I think he's, I mean, this, the Steelers don't do, work out anything with Matt Canda. I'd love for the Steelers to hire Matt Nagy as offensive coordinator. I think he'd be great. Sure. Um, Cause I think the Steelers have the pieces to run his offense, but uh, with Trubisky, I mean, he's, got the talent to be a top 10 quarterback so top 12 yeah i would not be shocked at all i'm surprised so many steelers fans are so down and out about him yeah nobody's talking about his rushing ability you know in fantasy circles across the board they're all like mitchell trubisky washed out in chicago i don't know how this is going to work in pittsburgh and you know i think i would not be surprised i'm writing an article about this right now for the website i wouldn't be surprised if mitchell trubisky surprises us all in 2022 there have been some some talk some among about that amongst you and i some of the guys at btsc but i'm going to pose a question to steeler nation on btsc what if mitch is great whoa i think it's possible man this was a fun episode i think uh uh we had quite the trip into the future uh during the break there it was uh it was quite intense we made it back um for the second half of this show. And we got some good information for um, the listeners out there, fantasy football lovers. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, you're listening to this podcast, you got friends that are fantasy football lovers and they're not necessarily Steelers fans. Tell them to listen to, to the Steelers fix. Cause uh, we're for them too. And uh, man, Andrew, just a lot of fun today. Hope you're doing okay from your, your trip into the future. You doing all right? Yeah, I know. I, I, do you know how to work these time machines? How to get me back? This you're is, still there. I, I don't like. Oh man, I, you're I'm still, still there. there. I'm, I'm oh, wow. stuck in this. I'm just in a draft days. I don't know how I'm going to get five mock drafts done in the next four weeks. Man alive, dude. Uh, I will do some tinkering and uh, I'll call uh, our head scientist over here at BTSC and we'll figure it out for you. All right. Should I say which quarterback the Steelers drafted or, or going to draft? Uh, which quarter? Oh, oh. No, you no I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, man. Don't do that to me, man. Heart attack central here. Okay. Hey, we're hot take central. We're future central. This is the Steelers fix. I hope you enjoyed it. For Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts, we'll see you next time on the Steelers fix.